Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Karen Winter is a mama to an almost four-year-old, an in-home daycare provider, an independent contractor for Swaddled Newborn Care Concierge, and the owner and founder of Winter Slumber. Karen has her degree in early childhood education and has been working with children in various settings for 20 years. Karen, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'd love to hear what your career looked like leading up to getting into this line of work and why you decided to add certified sleep consultant to your resume. Sure. So I have always worked with children in some environment, um, whether it be, you know, as far back as I can remember babysitting. Um, And then I got my degree in early childhood education and I've worked in daycares. I've been a nanny. I've been a 4K teacher. And then most recently um, doing in-home daycare work. Um, And so I actually started my in-home daycare first prior to becoming a mom. And uh, once I became a mom, I had this thought of like, this is going to be easy, you know, with my background of everything, my knowledge, being a mom is just going to come naturally. And actually it was difficult. Um, my daughter was at the time, what I said, not a good sleeper. Um, and you know, I read a couple books and I tried to make my way through, but I was the mom that was exhausted. That was waking every two hours to nurse her back to sleep because I just didn't think anything else worked. Um, so we made it through somehow. (laughs) And come one year old, she was sleeping through the night. Um, And fast forward to then me doing daycare a couple years later, and um, just realizing it wasn't what I wanted to do for my life. You know, it wasn't my career. And so I, I was looking into different jobs, different careers that could be flexible, because I just wanted to be that mom that could volunteer in the classroom when my daughter was at school and, you know, could um, be there at pickups and drop offs. So I was looking for a flexible career where I could use my education background and sleep consulting kept coming up. And actually I kept pushing it off because I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to start my own business again. That's just a lot of work. Um, But it kept coming up. Uh, so I actually was like, okay, I'm going to hop on a call with Jane. I'm going to see what this is all about. And and after that phone call, it just solidified, like, yeah, this is what I should be doing. And it kind of ignited something new in me and exciting. And, um, I had the flexibility I was looking for. I could use my background knowledge and I was excited to learn more about sleep training. And, you know, once I did it, it was like a light bulb in my head of like, this is what I was doing wrong. You know, so it, it, it helped me both uh, personally and then, you know, career wise. And it just was that perfect fit for me. Yeah. I remember actually, when we were on that very first call, I do remember you expressing having nerves and anxiety about starting another business. And here I was on the other side of that zoom, looking at you thinking, 
that's ridiculous. You've already started your own business. You're already successful in your business. You, you've done it once. You can do it again. Um, and I don't know. I hope that my my response to you helped you ultimately realize, yeah, I, I can do this again because Absolutely. You know, a lot of people a lot of people sit across the Zoom from me and have never started their own business and and I understand where that fear comes from, but you had already done it and and I was just hoping that you would be willing to do it again and I'm really glad that you did. Um, so so you started your business in November of 2021. I looked back to mm -hmm. to check before this interview. So it's been about seven months. Uh, how long did it take you to land that very first client? And where did you find that first family that was willing to sign up and work with you? Yeah, so I actually I took a pretty slow approach, I feel like, you know, coupling it with my full time job. And I did a lot of pro bono work. Um, and now looking back, I probably didn't need to do that much, um, but it just helped me get my feet on the ground. But like you said, you started in November and I actually looked back to my notes and um, I had my first paying client in December. Um, and it was a situation where she just, the, the person went to my website and paid. Like I had never talked to her. I, it was, I was just like, whoa, somebody just bought my services. And that's awesome. Once I, yeah. Once I spoke with her, it was, um, I had made a post in a, a Facebook mom group and that's how she found me. Um, and, and it's been, you know, ups and downs, both, both from my requests, um, like the month of December, I decided to be really slow because of Christmas and just all the gatherings and all that. And then November, um, jumped back in and had a few clients here and there. Uh, and then I started a business accelerator program with Shannon and that really kind of ramped up things and got me on a path of a little bit more consistency, but it's always been ups and downs and I'm learning to be okay with that because when I don't have the clientele when I'm not working one-on-one -on -one with families then I'm planting seeds and I'm networking and um, making those connections so that I can be successful it's later, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For those listening, uh, Karen mentioned Shannon's business accelerator program. Uh, Shannon Buhera is a center for pediatric sleep management graduate. And now she has a program where she's coaching other sleep consultants and parenting coaches to help them grow their businesses, which I just think is a really awesome thing that she's doing and providing guidance and support for sort of green entrepreneurs who would benefit from that extra handholding and accountability and support as they figure out what their businesses are going to look like. So just wanted to fill everyone in on, on what Karen was talking about. Um, since you launched your business, I know that you're working really hard to make meaningful connections. This is something that I talk about all the time uh, within the parenting space. And I specifically wanted to have you on the podcast today to discuss your most recent partnership. Uh, you're going to be the official sleep consultant for an over, overnight newborn care company, right? I would love to hear how that partnership came about and what this is all going to look like. So tell us about it. Absolutely. So it kind of came out in that, like that the purpose of my phone call with this woman was not to, to become the sleep trainer for their business. Um, and actually she had just seen a post that I posted in a Facebook mom group. Um, I think it was just like an ad talking about my services and she said, Hey, like, can we have on a call? I'm, I'm the owner of this newborn overnight care, um, 
business? Have you ever thought about doing overnight care? Um, and so I was like, you know, why not just talk to her, see what comes from it. And, and they sort of, it was sort of an interview, um, for being an overnight care specialist. And I was considering it, but then at the end of the phone call, you know, I think they could kind of tell, I was like, I don't know if that's for me. They were like, you know, we'd, We'd, we also have families who have asked about sleep training services and we don't have a sleep consultant. Um, so maybe another thing you could think about is what that could look like for us to work together with you. You could be on our team as like the go-to sleep consultant. Um, so we kind of left it there where it was like, let's think about this and see what we could do with it. Um, and I went with that and created a little bit of like a pitch, a program of what I thought that could look like. Um, and when we came back together to talk about it, they were on board and they were like, yeah, let's do this. Um, so it was exciting how it just kind of fell into place. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the major takeaway from what you just shared is that there's always value in getting onto a phone or a zoom call with somebody, period, end of sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't necessarily have any sort of agenda when you went into that meeting, other than I'm just going to make a connection, and maybe something will come of it, and maybe something won't. And you just go in with a positive attitude and an open outlook and and see what happens. And I really do think that business owners, entrepreneurs that have that mindset and have that willingness to just give 30 minutes of their time to see what kind of conversation might take place. Uh, those are the people that that get ahead in business every single time. Um, and I always think about, you know, those conversations where maybe something doesn't come of it, or at least something that you can't so clearly see, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes there are benefits to these conversations that we don't even see until months or years down the road, right? And and if you're just willing to get on the phone or get onto a Zoom and have a meaningful conversation where you're not only there to share your own expertise, but to listen, to see what the person on the other end of the phone or the Zoom has to share and and how can you collaborate? How can you support one another? And what can you both gain from knowing one another, like that's the magic in my opinion. Absolutely. And I didn't even go on the phone call anticipating talking about like my business at all. It was more of, you know, do I want to be an overnight care specialist? And in my mind, I already was like, I don't really want to, but I might as well just see where this goes. And, and they said, you know, they're like, we like the way you carry yourself. We like your background education. So they brought up the other end of it. So again, just just chat. <laughs> yeah. So are you willing to share a little bit about what that pitch looked like? Because now I'm thinking, you know, if we have listeners, whether they be postpartum professionals that are looking to pitch themselves to an agency or sleep consultants that are interested in pitching themselves to an agency, uh, what did you say? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. Yeah. So it was more about my service than it was about my business, like I said. And and I came to it with what can I be providing them with? So it was more about them than about what I can take from it. Um, and so it was more, I, I recall they said, you know, they had um, clients who were looking for sleep training. Um, and so I came at it as an angle of, I could provide this service to families who are just looking for sleep training, 
at this price. Um, this is what my service looks like. And it was my, it was my typical two week consultation, um, program. And then I came at it as an angle of, or if you already have clientele, um, and they're then looking to add on to their package sleep consulting. So they're already having overnight care specialists in their home. Um, then I would be willing to work with the parents and the specialists, um, and I said, what that would look like is just the consultation call, the plan would go to both of them. So, you know, we'd probably do like a Google Google Meet chat where on our consultation phone call, I would go through the whole plan with each of them so that they're familiar with it. Um, and, and then I gave a price and they said, you know, we'll think about it. We'll get back to you. And they actually came at, and, and I can go into specifics there. Um, my, my, cost for my two week consultation program is 597. And so I said, I would be willing to do that for 497 for them. Um, and then when they came back to me to talk, they said, you know, we need to make a little bit more of a profit. Could we pay you 450? And that was like a, yeah, I mean, a small difference there. So. Okay, perfect. So you're, you're the, the end client is being charged the 597. And then you're getting the 450 for people who are booking you through the agency. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Specific, okay. Specifically for them. And I think the client themselves, their package may be totally like a, a larger price based on, you know, how many days, how many nights they're having the overnight care specialist. But sure. regardless, I'm getting that same 450, okay. um, whatever their package is. Okay. And, and it sounds like, and, and this is super smart. I never really thought about it this way, but uh, I would think it's a pretty easy add-on service to sort of tack on to the end of a pretty substantial postpartum support package, you know, overnight care. If the family is getting several weeks worth of overnight care, then maybe at the end of that time period, okay, now you get to work with Karen for two weeks and, and she'll help you to really sort of establish healthy and independent sleep hygiene for your baby. Absolutely. And, and essentially it's kind of like having somebody in your home sleep training your baby, but then setting you up for success once that person isn't there anymore too. So it's, I, I think it's a, a win-win on both aspects there. And I assume the agency that you're going to be working with is going to do some marketing to advertise your services. Have you discussed what this is going to look like? Yeah. So we launched actually, I think now it's like two weeks ago. Um, and, and what they did was on their social media platform, which is where they do their marketing, um, they just post, they made a couple different posts of the fact that now they're providing um, sleep training services. And then they had another post introducing me and my background and how I do things. And then I also wrote a blog post for their website, all about what sleep consulting is and what it looks like to work with me. So there's been a few, a few different marketing aspects there to get my name out. Perfect. And will you be allowed to work with other agencies? Or is this sort of like, an exclusive deal and they want you only working with them. Have you discussed that? No, I'm, I'm free to work with whoever I want to work with. Um, and then I'm free to also run my own sleep consulting business. So that's, that's kind of nice too. Perfect. And I know that it's your goal to eventually transition out of your daycare work and do sleep consulting full time um, beyond this partnership with the agency that you are 
working with now, do you have a timeline and a plan in place to make your goal a reality? Yeah. So my plan is actually largely based on my daughter's schooling um, because that's always kind of been my why is to be there for her um, and, and to have her first. And so she is starting in September 4K just in the mornings. Um, and so actually while she's at school, I'll be kid free and I'll be working on my sleep consulting work. And then once she comes home from school at that 1130 time, then I'll have additional kiddos there, my daycare kids. Um, so I'll be making my income still with my daycare, but I'll be having that chunk of morning time, um, to work on sleep consulting. And then once she's in school full time, um, in kindergarten, then that's when I plan on being full-time sleep consulting. So right now I'm just kind of, you know, like we said, planting seeds, making connections, um, going at it at a little bit slower of a pace, just so that when I am ready to go um, full-time, all-in, I'll have a good base and a good foundation for that. So you really have like one more full school year of doing this part-time, and then your plan is really to ramp it up to be as full-time as the school hours, right? I, I, that's sort of how I run my business is like, I consider myself to work full-time, but I work during the hours that my kids are in school. Yep, absolutely. That's the plan. <laughs> awesome. I love that. And I'm also wondering, before we wrap up, I'm wondering if you would be willing to share maybe one of your biggest successes as an entrepreneur and also a failure as well, if you have one. Sure. So I think my biggest success, you know, goes all the way back to that initial conversation of, I don't know if I want to start my own business again. And I think my biggest success there is just, you know, really launching it sticking to it because, you know, there's hard times, there's hard days, but knowing that this is what I want to do, my passion's behind it. Um, and so also I think a big success was going from being very unsure of how to find clients or, or what I should be doing in my chunks of work time to now having a very clear pathway of, of what I should be doing during that time and, and how to find clients. So I think those are my biggest successes. Um, and then my biggest failure is, <laughs> I don't know if it's a failure, but it's a struggle of okay. um, comparing myself to others in the industry. So I, I feel like I see a lot more successful or like um, women who are doing this full time. And I often compare myself to that, like, well, I don't have that many clients a month or, and even part-time people, there's people who do it part-time, but their success, I think, is different than what my success is. So keeping myself in check and not comparing myself to other sleep consultants and in making um, my offers unique and remembering why I'm doing this. And actually, I had a month where I had like four or five clients and that's my max. Like I'm, I realized like that's as much as I want to do, at least when I'm doing part-time work. And I felt super successful doing that. And I was very proud of myself. So I think my biggest struggle is comparing rather than just being um, looking back at my why and being proud of where I'm at and what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, I think the whole comparison is the thief of joy, right? Um, and it, it really is the truth. Uh, it's so interesting when I sit across the zoom from perspective students who are interested in enrolling in CPSM, a lot of them have just like really reasonable, small, manageable goals to start. And actually, 
I think you were one of those people who mm -hmm. just had a really reasonable, small, manageable goal to start. And then all of a sudden you get started. And then all of a sudden you feel like a failure if you aren't bringing in six figures or doing something that's like so lofty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that it's really important, just as you said, to like keep yourself in check when you are growing your own business and that like your own goals are good enough, right? And like, if your goal is to have two or three families to support a month, like, that's great. You don't need to have 10. Nobody says you need to have 10, you know? Right. And, and one day when you're ready to work towards 10 and you have time to work towards 10, then, then you have time to work towards 10. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And I think that, you know, we are our own uh, worst critics when it mm -hmm. comes to everything, women in general, like we beat ourselves up over everything from like the way we look to the way we dress to the way we raise our children to the way we work. Um, and it's exhausting, right? Yes, um, it's, it's totally exhausting. And I think that there is really solid value in just being content with where you are and working towards the next rung on the ladder. Mm -hmm. And the next rung on, on your ladder. I think yeah, that, yeah, that's what I meant. That, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where it's, it's your next goal, not, not what you feel like everyone else is doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's true. Look, it's really hard to do that in entrepreneurship, because as you said, you're, you're watching, especially in our universe, where like, we're a whole community of sleep consultants. So you see hundreds of others doing what you're doing. And it's really hard to not compare. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if you think about people who work in corporate jobs or people who in any sort of profession, uh, you know, everybody's on their own track. Everybody's doing what works for their family and their financial situation and their own work-life balance. And I think you're right. Going back to your why, your why is very similar to my why. It's pretty much the same, right? Like mm -hmm. we wanted to be with our kids and still make some money, right? right. Um, right. And, and so like one thing that keeps coming up in my life is as my business continues to grow, it's actually taking me away from my kids, which is like, it's really in conflict with my why, mm -hmm. you know? And so I have to really protect that and be careful and make sure that I either figure out a way to grow that does not come into conflict with my why or I need to slow down, right? So, right. you know, if your first priority is your daughter and making sure that she's number one, then like, does it really matter if you have three clients or four clients or five clients, you know? Right, right. And, you know, of course, of course, that's all easier said than done. We can sit here and talk about it. <laughs> but in real life, in real life, it's super hard to actually, actually own that feeling. Yeah. Uh, and, and one other thing I wanted to ask you is if you have sort of like a favorite and a least favorite part of being in business uh, or, or growing the sleep consulting business of yours. Yeah. So I think my favorite part is definitely how we kind of spoke about making your career fit your lifestyle. I mean, you can't really do that in other corporate jobs, as you said, or other nine to five jobs. It's, it's tough, but you know, it's, you, you can show up when you need to show up and I, and I show up consistently, but it, that might look different day to day. Um, so being able to make your business work and fit your lifestyle is definitely my favorite part about it. Um, and then my least favorite part, kind of what we touched on too, is 
it can be inconsistent. The income can, you know, I can, I can do exactly the same thing one month to the next month and have half the amount of clients. But what I am learning is that, that it all kind of evens out, you know, it, as long as I stick with it and I continue down that same path and I show up consistently, then, you know, I might have one month with six clients and another month with one, but overall that's still getting me to where I need to be. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And that goes back to the original point that we were talking about when you're getting on those Zooms and you're not really sure where it's going to lead. You know, every single conversation leads to something somewhere. Uh, It may not be a paying client. It may be that you just learned something new, Mm -hmm. or it may be that you just found someone else to refer your clients to their business. And that's, that's another way that you can support your existing clients, right? Like you never know where these conversations are going to lead to, and it's not always to a dollar, right? right. Um, but, but all of these little seeds that we're planting are what ultimately help us to grow our businesses. So I'm, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you realize that. I know you know that yeah. uh, but it's, it's hard when you're in it. And you're feeling like you're having all of these conversations and uh, it feels like nothing is coming from it, but that's actually not the case. You know, exactly. uh, it's yeah. actually not the case. So one day that, uh, that sort of tidal wave blows over and then, and then it really starts to churn. Um, before we, before we wrap up, where can everybody find you? Uh, I know you're on Instagram, share like your website, your Instagram, whatever you want to share. Sure. So on Instagram and Facebook, I'm both at winter slumber sleep. And then my website is winterslumber.com. Perfect. I'm going to leave all of this in the show notes. Karen, thank you so much for being willing to chat with me honestly and candidly. I cannot wait to see where your business grows. Uh, I'm really excited to hear what comes of this partnership. And I love hearing all of the really interesting things that my students and graduates are doing to grow their businesses. So this was an awesome example of how you can do just that. So thank you again. Thanks, Jane. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.